All right. Hallelujah. Now, let me preach right now. I'm excited to preach this. We are going to start a brand new series. And uh, if you don't mind, could you please stand tonight for just one minute in honor of the Word of God. And then, makatokita sa atun nga minsahe. Siling ko sa asawa ko last night, siling ko, Han, hindi lang ko anay mag-preach Sunday, bira-bira, ma-teach lang ko anay. So I developed a message that is more of a teaching style. Kaisang few days ago, this is, this is not the greatest testimony ever. Nag-obra si Raisha sa cracklings, ando chicharap, nagluto siya. Ano man yung gad-gad ko, yung asige, balan ko dapat nga, hindi ko na kay gadayat ta. Pero sige mo ko to kakawat, kagkatimo, kawat, kagkatimo. So uli na dakpan niya ko, ginrebuke ko, nagrason ko, aging kagat ko nga chicharap, nagtalang sa akong tutunlan, nagubo ko tulutudo, napila sa akong tutunlan. Amo na ang bunga sang chicharap, mga utod. So last night, I feel like do may pilas ang akong throat, no? So hindi ko pa os, pero do may pilas and it was really throbbing. Uh, but then, salamat sa ginoko ginasang aga, I felt a little better. So, we'll see what happens next. But I'm excited for what the Word of God is. This is going to be an exciting series in the book of Daniel. Okay, the book of Daniel. So, I'm going to read it. Hindi nyo man fully pa ma-appreciate subong ang tanan niyang message. But here it is. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, or Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles of the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put, on, put in the treasure house of his God. So we're going to talk about our series is specifically entitled, No Compromise. There is power when we start standing up for what God has placed in our lives. Before I proceed and before I pray, if God has given you a destiny, if God has given you a dream, never compromise your dream for momentary joys. You, if you must suffer for a moment, Suffer through. Never compromise the call of God in your life. Abi nyo, kung may magabot nga problema sa kabuhi isang tao, ang una-una gid nga nag-suffer, believe it or not, ginakompromise naton ang call sang Diyos sa aton life. Ay, hindi man naguro matabong. Ay, hindi man naguro. Ay, imposible man na. Ay, it's too far. Never compromise what God has for you. Hold on to it. Stand firm and eventually we will see it manifested in our lives. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are grateful tonight for your word, grateful tonight for every promises that are yes and amen. We ask for your spirit to teach us and to guide us into all truth as we step into this year of favor. We believe that this year is going to be as amazing as you have intended it to be. So, Father, tonight we are just thankful that you have always been good and you can never be anything else. 
in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. I say, yes, sit down for a moment. So let us begin our story with a context, the context of exile. Now, now you, you need to get this because this, this is so simple for us, but you need to understand the, the spiritual, the cultural context for Jews about what this exile brings to them, what it really means. Now, we know the story, and just to give you a little bit of a background, Israel was overcome by Babylon through the king Nebuchadnezzar. Pero sa tutuod lang, ang Israel, it was a happenstance. Not really a happenstance. Happenstance would be a little bit too uh, lightly saying it. But it was more like King Nebuchadnezzar had another war with another great king of that time. In his time, he was trying to establish his own kingdom and his own empire. And thus, this great battle happened and King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon won the battle. And before returning to Babylon, naghapit na lang siya sa Jerusalem. Naghapit na lang siya sa Israel. He passed by Israel and decided to besiege the nation. Now, watch this because this is something very important. Nobody could have destroyed Israel while Israel was under the protection of God. I don't care if it was Babylon. I don't care in whatever nation it would have been. But it would have been impossible to defeat them while God had His hand covered upon them. So Nebuchadnezzar tried to uh, 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 besiege them and destroyed them and defeated Israel. But what really happened for them was it wasn't anything that just happened overnight. Remember the prophet Jeremiah and many other prophets. They spoke against Israel. And told the nation, turn away from your worship of other gods. Go back and serve Yahweh. Stop worshiping idols. Pero ang Israel, man, tigaulo. They're still gonna do what they want to do. And so they worship other gods. And eventually, after a while, it didn't happen overnight. It wasn't one mistake. After a while, you know, si Prophet Jeremiah, when he spoke that, it's so sad his story, you know. Kasi nagka-discourage kita sa aton life. Lord nga wala man yes nagka-bless ako ministry, nga wala gabunga nga ako ginahimo. <laughs> you know when Prophet Jeremiah was in his life in his ministry, we call him the Bible calls him the weeping prophet. He has another book, Jeremiah and Lamentations. Or Lamentations it comes from the root word lament or cries. You know how many people got converted in Jeremiah's ministry? Guess, guess. You know how many? Zero. <laughs> you know how many people listen to Jeremiah? You know how many? Zero. Can you imagine that? You have a word from God, you are a prophet, and you have all these things planted in your life. You have a vision, you have a destiny, and nobody cares. <laughs> you know, never validate the call of God in your life based on others, other people's reaction over you. Just because they don't react the way you want them to react does not invalidate the power of God that is in your life. Your destiny has already been instituted in heaven long before anybody ever knew it. 
You were prophesied to by God Himself to be what you are supposed to be in His eternal plan before you even were born. So, hindi mo pagambalun sa akon, hindi na lang ko, kay walamis lang pamati sa akon. Nobody listened to Jeremiah, nobody heard his voice, but you know, he kept on preaching. There was one time he was thrown in an empty well, left for dead, and he cried out to heaven and said, Lord, I want to quit. Nobody cares. What am I doing here? I am wasting time. Listen, samtangi na ubra mo pangi patawag sang Dios sa imu life, even if it feels like waste, it's never waste. It will always accomplish. It will always do what it's supposed to do. And it's so fascinating because Jeremiah cried out from an empty well and said this, I want to quit. But every time I feel like quitting, I remember the words that you have placed in my life. And it's just like fire shut up in my bones. It's burning up within me. I can help myself. I got to say this. Can you just imagine? I saw this video of Jeremiah, like, uh, you know, uh, a re- um, a movie from Hollywood of Jeremiah prophesying. Nobody listened. And then as he left Jerusalem, when God told him, Pidi ka nakagwa. Samtang nagagwa siya muna o, nagaabot naman ang army ni Nebuchadnezzar. Gatulo ka muna. All of a sudden, at the very last moment, everything that you've spoken about just comes to a pass. Now listen, before I move on, because we are a grace church, let's get, put this in context. Because we are in the New Testament, this is an Old Testament story. So when we interpret this, especially if we want to apply this in our lives, we have to apply it based on the lens of grace or the finished work of Calvary. This does not have Calvary in its equation yet, so the rules are a little bit different based on the covenant. However, the principles apply. I want to show you some powerful, amazing principles, especially exile. Now, why is it so? Why is it such a big deal? I'm exile. What's the big deal? You know, we don't see that. In fact, kalabaring ng Pilipino gusto natin ma exile. Tanawan yun balang sang time, sang heyday, sang nursing. Tanan ngay eskulahan my nursing. Why? Because everybody wants to go to America, everybody wants to go to Germany, into the UK, into Australia, into first world countries. That's why, you know, you wonder why Filipino nurses are so amazing? You want to know why? Because before they were nurses, they were doctors. We have such an amazing amount of talent and, and, and intellect and, and capacity. So, nature ng Filipino, ang batasan tagid, May skwela ta, kay gusto ta magwa. I'm not against that. That's just the way of things. Amo na, subo diri sa ato, namudahamot actually yung people. Sang gay skwela pa lang sila, aris this is the way. Pag-graduate nila, mapamanila sila, or ma-abroad sila. But, you know, it is what it is. But what I'm trying to say is, sa aton, leaving your country, leaving your land, is so, it's, it's just, it, you know, it's the common thing. But in the Bible times, now watch this, especially for the Jews, them being connected to the land is so important because that land where they stand on, they call it the promised land. And their blessing and their covenant with God is attached to that locality or to that geographical place. In the Old Testament, location was so important. 
Nga hindi pwede siyang Diyos i-bless ang Israel sa iban na lang lugar. Why did God have to send them for 40 years to arrive to Canaan land? Can God not allow them to go to just other parts of Africa or maybe to America or maybe to, to the Philippines or in Asia and then bless them there and make bees that would make the honey and build cows that will make cows that will make the milk so it could start flowing with milk and honey, whatever might happen. But see, the promises of God, especially in the Old Testament, are interrelated, interconnected to the land. That's why ang Israel tama ka valuable si ilang land. If they were pushed out of their land, if they were in exile, ang pamatsaga nila, nagapapalayo sila sa ila promise. Para sila demoralize sila, nagakadulaan sila sang hope for tomorrow. You know, one of the saddest songs in the Bible goes like this. Not because you read the book of Psalms, but because you listen to the radio. It goes like this. By the rivers of Babylon, where we sat down, oh yes, we wept when we remembered Zion. Everybody, by the rivers of but you know what that is? That is one of the saddest songs in the Bible. You know, ang ginhimo, kundi siya exiles na pakato sa Babylon, nakita nila ang, sa sulod sang Babylon, this is a Bible study, so just bear with me. Inside Babylon, so what Babylon did, aras ang Babylon sa Iraq, nag-flow ang Euphrates River, ang Euphrates River, ginumuan la stream, pasulod sa tunga sang syudad. So there was a man-made river that flowed from the Euphrates in the middle of Babylon, the kingdom itself. The walls of Babylon were 80 feet high. No, 300 feet high and 80 feet wide. That is a massive land. And so they took the Israelites in captive and laid them there at Babylon and then the Babylonian soldiers and citizens started mocking them and their God and saying, come on, sing us your songs of Zion. Bible. They forced us to sing Zion songs in this strange land. Bible, we hung our harps on the willow trees. And then they cried, Oh Jerusalem, if I should forget you, may my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. Kung sa ilunggo pa, mapilit ang akong dila sa akong nalingagngag. Grabe nga mga statement. Mula na na-imagine niya. Ato niya kung masubuan ta, block, unfollow, if they're sad, may my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. So what I'm trying to say is, this exile was so crushing to them. To be taken away from the blessing, to be removed from the land, was such a horrible hit for Jerusalem and for its people. So what happened was, it happened in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and Nebuchadnezzar besieged it. Now watch this, look at this word. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand. Now, although this is Old Testament, the word God turned them over to or delivered them to is actually an Hebra a Hebraism. A Hebraism is an expression. Like when the Bible says, the right hand of God 
stretched forth and split the sea in half so that Israel walked on dry ground. It's not literally the hand of God, the right hand, literally, it means that God used His power and authority, the right hand represents power, to split the sea in half. So when, when this is said, it doesn't necessarily mean God is saying, Israel, I don't love you anymore. I'm forgetting you. Bam. What this is, is God... This is a Hebraism, which means God always protected Israel as long as they didn't worship other gods. Now, amunin permi ginagamit sa mga atheists, sa mga modern people nga mag-describe, ano klase, just, I love you. I care for you. But if you worship other gods, I'll kill you. No, you're misunderstanding God. You're not seeing the reason here. God is not asking them to worship Him alone because He lacks of it. Not because He is self-centered. Not because God needs worship and if we don't worship Him, He's gonna go, oh my God. Madula na akun Listen, whether they worship God or not, God would have remained God, irregardless of how they reacted to Him. The reason why God wanted them and worship is not just bowing down, but living their lives with a conscious understanding that God, Yahweh, is their God, their provider, their source. Thus, watch this, affecting every area of their lives. So that's what, what God wants to do is, I want you to know this consciously that everything you do, you do for me and with me instead of with other gods. Why? Because God understands. protection Israel So God removed His protection. Not because He wants to destroy them. Because they chose to be covered by other gods. Here's the first compromise that Israel did. They chose other gods. Ako, tatay ko. Damo din tatay sa Anton. Ginahimot ang tanan para sa kabataan ta. We want them to be in the right place, the right situation. Pero kung tigulang na na, kagmas na ko, palawas yan si Imo. Si Liam ganito, dugay-dugay, lagas yan na lawas ko. May ikaw, galigo na na siya nga pang nahuna, hasta san umuuyata ng iya kamot magtabok sa dalan. Kalaw ay mangguro nga, 35 years old na siya, anak dali lang gida. Kalaw ay man nga, 40 years old na siya, ginahungit pa sa. <laughs> Di ba la? Amo man ang Diyos. After hundreds of years that the prophet spoke, Israel, turn to me. Let me be your God. Let me provide for you. And they shunned him and said, no, we want to do it with other gods. And because they chose that, the protection of God was removed from them, thus opening them up to attacks from others. Listen to me. The devil will always attack. 
There is no doubt about his intentions. Satan never changes his mind. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to attack this time. I'm, I'm going to take a break. No, there's no rest for him. He has one intention. He has one goal, and that is to destroy the people of God. But let me tell you something. Samtang ang Dios, ang imo Dios. While God is your God, you may walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You don't have to fear no evil. Woo! Watch this. God wanted them to choose him for their own good as well. Why does God want them to worship him? Not because he lacks of it. Angels have been worshiping him before we were even created. And until now, they have never stopped worshiping him. I guarantee you angels sing a better song. They have a better voice. They sing louder. Better notes. I guarantee you that. Why does God want you to worship Him. When we say the word worship, the first thing that comes to mind is bowing down and doing this. Hallelujah. No. When you say worship, again, that's an act of praise. Worship is life. What God is saying, I want you to put me in your life. Okay, I, I said this before. I'll say it again. Worshiping God is more beneficial for you than it is for Him. If you ain't worshiping, you're missing out of one of the greatest benefits you could ever have in life. Having God with you in your life. Worship is such a powerful thing. That's why God is telling you, I want you to live your life with me. Understanding the relationship that we have. Worshiping other gods or idolatry was the sin that really brought judgment upon them. Now watch this. Are you saying, Pastor, that okay lang ang salat? No. Listen, sin was always sin. Watch. But God never allowed any of this to happen for them. The covering was never removed just because they stole. I guarantee you, a lot of them have stolen at that time. Just because they committed adultery, I guarantee you, a lot of them have committed adultery. Just because there weren't any petty theft or murder, I guarantee you, even under their kings, there were a lot of abuses, there were a lot of murders, there were a lot of things. You know, God knows we're going to make mistakes. He knows we're going to sin. But what really hurts God is when you turn to others. The thing that made God give up on them, Hebraism, the thing that made God say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping back. If you want to do it your way, I'm going to have you do it. The thing that made God do that is not their adultery. It's not their fornication. I'm, not, I'm against adultery. I'm against fornication. But the thing that really irked God was that they decided we are going to worship other gods and not go to this God that we have always known. Idolatry. Idolatry, it's replacing God with other things. Come on, can I say get an amen right now? Replacing God with other things. My <laughs> nobody and nothing should ever take the place of God in your life. Ang boyfriend pwede mabailuhan. Amen. Ang cell phone pwede mabailuhan. Amen. Pwede ka kakakita sa mas gwapo nga boyfriend, di ba Trish? Pero hindi mo pwede bailuhan ang Diyos nga imo ginalagat na. 
We have an old song we used to sing. Many of you were here in church for a long time. We sing this song. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Though none believe me, still I'll follow. Guys, listen. God knows you're going to make mistakes. God knows you're going to drop the ball. God knows you're not perfect in everything you do. But when that heart still cries out for him, he is always, always, always on your side. Let, let me push it to the grace side, though. It's the New Testament. That's why I love the message of grace. Because even if your heart does not cry out for him, even if you refuse to acknowledge him, he is still on your side. Now let your brains grab a hold of that. Damo religioso nga tao, hindi ka na. Kay feeling mo unfair. Feeling mo dapat palanggaon ka sa Diyos kay mas kasimba ka compared sa isa. But let me tell you this, ang Diyos hindi unfair. He just has too much love to give and he has decided to love everyone even those that don't love him. But see, here's the thing. Let me go back. Before they fell to Babylon, there were two gods. I, I made a study. There were two pagan gods that Israel seems to just can't shake off. They can't resist these two gods. Every time magbasa ka balik balik lang di permisa duwa ka Dios kene. And I'll explain to you who they are and why they can't resist this God. Are you ready for this? Now watch. Because there's so many parallels to this in our modern life. Now look. Sino bing una? Paktan out of the pagan god. Sino? Correct. Very good, Ash. Amen. Kapamati ka magli sa tatay mong kung preach no? Abi mo kisa mga pastors kisa wala ka pamati ka pamati mong the first god is Baal, or actually Baal, American one, and Baal, but it's actually Baal. Now, that's a, that's a, a picture of Baal, an, an idol of Baal. Now, who is this god, Baal? And why was he such a sneer to Israel? Who is Baal? Notice nyo basahan nyo balang Bible. Many, many times, sa history of Israel, ma worship sila kay Baal, and then, Iribyukon sila sang, 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 sang prophet or sang mga judges. Kakumaperdi sila sang mga kontra nila, madalagan sila sa Diyos, perdibuyan naman sa Baal. Pagkatapos, after two years, three years, ten years, balik naman sila lewat kay Baal. Ano ginaharap kay Baal nga na? Basta yung iyang haulo, may tungko, ano na? Ang iyakalo, ano na ara kay Baal? You, must, you have to understand the context of the situation. Now watch this. Look at this very clearly. Baal is actually known also primarily as the weather god. Or the god that brings rain. Now watch this. And in an agricultural society where harvest means money, rain is the most important resource. So nakita sa mga Israelites, Oh, look at them. Ga-worship sila kay Baal. Samtang ga-worship sila kay Baal, nag-aulan. Basi ko incidents lang to. Ma-worship man ta. 
para maulanan man aton crops. One thing lead to, led to another, and the next thing you know, they are already building altars for that God. Do they have any commitment to the God? I don't know. Is their ancestor or are their ancestors connected to Baal? No. Why? Because it was convenient for them. The greatest enemy of a passionate walk for God. Watch this. Is your perceived mindset on what you call convenience. That's why a lot of people won't go to church if it's inconvenient. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're responding. Don't give me that quiet stare, though, eh? I get it. I get it. I'm not judging and condemning. I know. I know that. I know that for sure. But see, whether you like it or not, majority of Christians are still attached to the idea of convenience. In convenient, I'll go. Inconvenient, next time. That's what Israel was trying to do. That was the weather God. The weather God also had power and influence. So if you have rain, then you have harvest. If you have harvest, you have money. If money, you have power. If you have power, you have influence. Let's worship Baal. This God is such a snare. Now watch this. There is another name. I did my research. When I saw this research, I almost fell off my chair. Pastor June Gliardi. Pastor June, I almost fell off my chair. Here's another name for Baal. Look. His other name is Baal Hamon Mammon. Baal Hamon Mammon. Or the money God. Uh-huh. You know why Israel was so ensnared by Baal? Because Baal represented money. I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad. Buy all of the things I've never had. I want to be in the cover of Forbes magazine. Smiling next to Oprah and the Queen. I want to be a billionaire. I want to be rich. Listen to me. The reason why Israel was so ensnared by this is because Israelites are business people. And they love money. Palakpakan tabi ang Diyos. Hallelujah. Pastor, kung businessman ka, gali, love mong money. That's not what I am saying. Huwag ko gambang kung businessman ka, love mong money. Damo, disciples sa Bible, nga business people. Si Paul mismo nag-businessman for a certain while. He mended and sold nets. So he was in a business to a certain degree. So I'm not saying kung na business ka, you love money. But what I am saying is the snare, not just to Israel, but to even our time. Look at the name Mammon. That's the same Mammon that Jesus said. You cannot serve God and Mammon or money. What he is saying is not the money, money, but that God that was a snare to Israel thousands of years ago is still that idol, is still that God that ensnares everyone up to this point. That's why Israel always fell. It was always about 
money. Hindi against actually belong Israel. Hindi man sila tani gusto ng buwan si Yahweh. Pero ang promise ni Baal, you worship me, I give you money. Ang promise ni Yahweh, you worship me, you get me. I don't want that, Lord. It's too vague. Gusto ko one is to one. I give my 10% tithe. You give me a thousand fold. No. God is saying, you serve me. You trust me. You believe me. You get me. But Jesus pushed it to another level. You get me. And when you get me, even if you don't do it well, I'll be here for you at all times. Just find me. Utilize me. Call me. Oh, come on, church. Amunisha. This is the reason why Israel was so ensnared by Baal. It was always about the mula. Mga hudiyo nga daan. Grabe na sila daan ka business-minded. Ara na ginaguro sa ilang cultural mindset. Negosyo, negosyo, negosyo. Kwarta, kwarta, kwarta. Kwarta, kwarta, kwarta. Ang kwarta nami. Pastor, have you money is the root of all evil? No. Money is awesome. Trust me. I've had money, I like it. I've had no money, I don't like it as much. It's not money, but it's the love of it. The moment you fall in love with it. Pastor, how would I know kung money naging man ng love ko hindi ng Dios? You want to know? The compromises you make for them. How would you know if you love God? If you're willing to compromise everything else for that relationship. Because there are people who are willing to compromise everything for their relationship with money. I'm not against money. Money is amazing. Have money all you want. If you have billions, oh please, we need AC. That's not the point. The point is this. When you are willing to compromise, oh, that's why the title of this message is No Compromise. When Daniel was there, he was presented to the king. He never compromised, not one moment. Not in the face of a lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Not in the face of a fiery furnace. Not in the face of any persecution. They stood for what God has placed in their lives. There was no compromise. Yes, the next God that really offend, that, that really sneered them is this God, Asherah. Though hindi man sexy para sa akin. She's a goddess. Why was she, Dinahia, such a snare to Israel? Want to know why? Get ready. Because she was a fertility goddess. So unang panahon, Fertility means harvest. Fertility means a lot of children. So na panahon damo bata mo, kung babae bata mo, manggaranon ka. Kaya pidi mo baligya. Sorry girls, but sa unang time ginabakal ang girls. Sorry, mga duwa ka camel goro. Pero kung guapa ka mga duwa kang tunga, kaya isa ka kanding. Fertility goddess. But here's get this. In the temples of Asherah, they have religious prostitution. Prostitution na libre. May nakita ko doon Baldina, Pastor. That was thousands of years ago. Imagine this. Parts ang ila worship service, 
sex. Wow! Ibanding mga boys, to gusto nila magbalik in time. Nami guru nga services to. Look at, look at that. Religious prostitution. Amuna. She was actually also known as the goddess of pleasure or the sex god. There's two gods that ensnared Israel. Are you ready for this? Get ready, church. I don't want to offend you. It's the new year. Let's start something right. But they always compromised when it came to money and sex. Amen. Sa tuod nga lalaki, sa bagay, hindi man tuod nga lalaki, amuman gyapon. Same thing. Those are the two things nga tanan kita do kabase nga instinct that you're willing to put aside God for a moment. Watch this. So you satisfy that need for that moment. One moment, malani Lord, ah, mabalik na ko simba next week. And then the next, and then the next, and then the next. Dugay-dugay, may full-blown ka nga kasalanan nga giladala sa imo kabuhi. So now, wala pa grace ang Diyos. Wala pa napatay si Jesus sa ilatang. That's why God sent prophets and said, Israel, can you imagine Jeremiah standing in front of the temple of Asherah while they were all making love and Jeremiah is crying out, Turn back to God! Worship the God of Israel of your forefathers! Tapos mambala mga Israelites, ay posda. Isa ka lang. enjoy kami diya. They were ensnared by that. But watch this. So, Daniel and some of the young men were brought to the kingdom of, of Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. Ginassign sila si Ashpenas. For what purpose? Para tudluan sila. Watch this, guys. Sang culture, sang Babylon. In, in short, anong gusto? Tudluan sila sang music, sang language, sang art, sang culture, sang pagkaon, sang pamayo. For what purpose? So that they would be Babylonians. Are you with me? Is it too wrong, Pastor, to, to not be, like for example, I go to America, I want to be an American citizen and act like an American. I go to Europe, I want to be a European. If I go to the Philippines, I want to be a Filipino. Is it really wrong to appropriate another culture? Not in our time, but in their time, there was a strict law from God that they should preserve the holy, righteous culture that was from them, connected to their land. Now watch this. They already lost their connection to the land. Now, they are in a foreign land and now they are about to be introduced to another culture so that they would forget the culture that they had behind. Watch this. Slaves sila. But then, the king decided, I want you to gather all the smartest young men. Now look at the qualifications. Mahilang wala ko sa tunga time. Kailang tawan niyo lang qualification though ego gids akon. Then the king ordered Ashpenas chief of the court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Now watch this. Young man without any physical defect. Completo sa bakuna. Without physical defect. Handsome. Amen. Looking fresh. Amen. Handsome. Showing aptitude for every kind of learning. Smart. Yeah, baby. Well-informed. Palalantaw YouTube. Hello. Quick to understand. Malicioso. No, just kidding. Quick to understand. Meaning smart. And qualified to serve in the king's palace. 
He was to teach them, look at this, the language and the literature of the Babylonians. Along with that great honor, the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine. From where? From the king's table. Now watch this, guys. Watch the temptation. Watch the temptation. They were going to eat the same food and wine, the same meats that the king was eating. And as of that time, the gravity of the distance of the quality of food from the king's table to the peasants or to the slaves are very far. Dulintok na lang yung ginakaon, guru sang normal nga tao, ang hari, ang tanan nga pinakada best. Din makaon sila, Daniel, dito sa pinakada best. Wow! Hindi ka? Separate naman lang ko sa Israel, ah. Makaon na lang tadi. Dukitagid ni mo? Next week na lang ko madayat, ah. Total na kakao naman ko. <laughs> amo gini, amo gini. This is it. This is this, this is the king. Look at this. They were to be trained for three years. Imagine la ubraho mo three years. Makanta ka lang. Malearn ka lang literature. Malearn ka language. Kag makaon ka sang pagkaon sang hari for three years. Gusto mo hindi? Watch this. Among those who were chosen were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And the chief official gave them, watch this, new names. To Daniel, the name Belteshazzar. To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. Look at this, look at this. Ginkuha na sila sa ilaland. Plucked out from their promise. Exiled. Huh? Ginkuha sa ilang ilang humanity. Right? And then Babylon had to take what little they had left and was dearest to them, their name. Sa ato niya, wala na meaning. But for a Jew, their name meant everything. Their name was their spiritual ID. It was the calling card for their future. It was the roadmap to their destiny. That's why those who change their names are the ones who have absolute power. Abram was changed by God from Abram to Abraham or because he's going to be the father of many nations. Jacob from being a supplanter, God changed his name to Israel, which means a priest, a prince with God. So what are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is, this is how the devil ensnares us to compromise. First, he makes us feel like we are separated from the promise. And then second, he entices us. It's better here. Masadjadiri. Pagusto ta di galing-galing. Dito sa church, masaut-saut ka, pero wala sang tughong. Wala di na medi ang kalipay sa kaliputan. Maano ka tuyo mo yung maalagad ka sa Diyos, kasubo sang kabuhi sang Kristiyano. Well, if you ask me, I choose to be a Christian. I don't need what the world is trying to offer. I'm happy where I'm at. I love what I love. I enjoy being in the house of the Lord. So, and last but not least, their identity was stolen. So see, Daniel, ang name niya is Yahweh is my judge or my strength. And then, gin change siya, Belteshazzar. Bel is the name of their God. Gin, ang meaning ng Belteshazzar is Bel, save the king. Or Bel, protect the king. What's fascinating is, Daniel actually saved the life 
Saved the life of the king many times over. Gave them wisdom and interpretation many times over. But here, guys, interpreted dreams. Gave them prophecy. Helped them with visions. Gave them counsel. But watch this. When Daniel saved them, their prophecy that was meant to take away what was God given to Daniel, God took it, turned it around, and made it for the favor of God's people so that God would bless through him. Now look, the name Baal, the gods in Babylon, is the God of dreams and prophecy. It's so fascinating. Baal is the God of dreams and prophecy, but when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, nobody could interpret it. Nebuchadnezzar said, if you cannot interpret it, I will kill you. Call all the wise men and all the magicians and all the priests of Baal, the God of dreams and prophecy. That's why he was so frustrated. Not interpret, siling sa mga priests, hambala kami kung nung dream, and we will interpret it. Nebuchadnezzar, no, no, no. You need to first tell me the dream, and then tell me the interpretation. Siling Nebuchadnezzar, if you tell me the dream, and you tell me the interpretation, you will be crowned with glory and honor. But if you refuse to give it to me, anong ang balos? This is it. You're gonna be killed. But wait a minute. Because I'm the king. Not only will you be killed, but all of your property will be seized and your entire family will be killed as well. Oh my gulay. Next, next series. It's going to be amazing. The name Hananiah is gift of the Lord. Gin change name to Shadrach, which means the, the command of Aku or the God of the moon. The name Mishael is who is like God, but they change it to Meshach or the guest of a king. The word name Azariah means helped by God. Gin change name to Abednego or the servant of Nebu. The offer was given. The perk seemed good, but look at 1.8. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself. I don't know what this will entail you. Some of you are hearing this word right now, but God is telling you right now, do not allow yourself to be defiled. Stand firm in what God has given you, and eventually, no compromise. I'm, I'm, I'm ending. Give me five minutes. I'm ending with this. Now watch this. How? How can we live without compromise or not compromising? Where do we draw the line? This line is compromised. That line is not compromised. Where do we draw the line? Mga almost three weeks ko nigin panumdum before pasang sang Christmas time palagi na panumdum. Paano kami Lord magcompromise or hindi magcompromise? Because it's nearly impossible to categorically define the boundaries of confirmation. So on, to conform means what? Are you saying we're not going to use cell phones anymore? Because that's of the world. Make sense? Are you saying, Pastor, so what does it mean to, come to, to conform? Because the Bible says to not con be conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. So compromising a line. I ask God many times. I'm gonna give you a few things here. Now you watch this. We generalize the boundary, watch this, as sin. But it ha doesn't have to be sin to be conforming. justify Bible. 
Just because it's not sin does not mean it's not compromise. And just because what you're doing is not sin does not mean nga wala ka man ka compromise. So here it is. I'm ending with this. I'm going to give you tips, four tips to staying undefiled. Get ready. If there's no categorical line where, how do you not conform? Eh, paano? Alam nga lang, di nita mag-ilis. Amun eh. Ano suksukon mo? Ay, di lang ka mag-istar sa syudad. Si syudad, may kuryente, may internet. Dito ka sa bukid. Sa bukid, may radyo. That's still worldly. The first thing that separates us from the world, but this is a different topic, is us being children of God, being born again. That's di- makes us different. But here's simple, practical tips. Number one, learn to hear the Spirit's promptings. In any situation, bisan hindi sala, if the Spirit of the Lord says no, it's a no. Sala or hindi sala, if the Spirit says no, it's a no. Sa tutod lang, amun na ganina, dapat mamati ka permi word of God. Because I guarantee you, the Spirit is telling you go. Watch this. Sigong ko lang. Number two, keep distance from the line. Kung amun ang line, hindi kita maglakat sa lapit. Stay away. Number three, don't straddle the line. Now listen, when I say these things, I'm not saying I am pervious to this. No, I've, I've done these things. I made these same mistakes. That's why I'm preaching them to you. To straddle the line, meaning to be in both sides of the fence. You're not compromising and you're compromising at the same time. Sometimes consciously, sometimes unconsciously. But this is my favorite part. Arigido, nagadlagan ko sa esplanad. Kulod gahay ko wisdom. Gahay ko sa simple lang direct line nga mahatag ko sa tao. Nga masunod nila. Pwede. Doable. Arigin natag ni Holy Spirit sa akin. Dilute the toxicity. Now watch this. How do you do that? I remember the while back because I used to love soda. Well, I don't soft drinks, especially the sugared one, but I used to love soft drinks. Somebody told me once before, I'm not a doctor, but this was told of me, if you drink a soft soft drinks, I don't know how legit that statement is, but that's what I heard. At least the, the, it, it somehow makes sense. So if I drink one cup of soft drinks, I'm going to drink two cups of water, at least I dilute the thing out of my system. Makes sense. This is what happens. Are you ready for this? Every day of your life, as soon as you open your eyes, you are bombarded by conformation. From the moment you open your eyes, you pick up your phone and you check the time. Pag check mo sa time, you swipe it up. You open your Facebook or your Instagram, your Twitter, and bang, 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 bang. This is how you should eat. This is how you should dress. This is what you need to buy. This is where you need to go. This is what you need to do for your life. So bilog mo nga kabuhi, dictated. Watch this, guys. Dictated sang demand sang kalibutan. Believe it or not, that's what it is. So think about this. If you watch Netflix, one movie every day, two hours, I'm not against Netflix, I have a Netflix subscription. You watch YouTube for two hours, that's four hours. But hey, since you're righteous and holy, 
you spent one hour listening to Christian music on YouTube. So three hours na lang. That's your day. Watch this. Simple math. Three hours of the world. One hour of God. You're not diluting toxicity. Again, let me rephrase. It's almost impossible to define lines because what are we not to do? It's hard. Should we give up all of our modern creature comforts? That's not what I'm saying. See, that's why you have to determine and decide in your mind, I need to get more of God's perspective and mindset. If I spend two hours on Netflix, I have to spend at least two hours on the Word of God. But I don't think many of us think that way. We are thinking for the entire week, I'm just going to let the Word bombard me with whatever the world wants. Halin sa Facebook, sa Instagram, sa TikTok, sa YouTube, sa billboard, sa school, sa neighborhood, sa peer pressure. Non-stop bombarding. And then you reserve one Sunday for two hours hoping that that one Sunday dilutes all of the poison that you added in your life. And guess what? That's why you sometimes wonder, why am I still depressed? Why do I feel weak and weighed down? Why as a Christian, I feel like I could compromise anything? Guess what? Because sometimes, even that two hour a week of going to church, some of us would even compromise that. It will not affect you after one day. It will not affect you probably after one week. But after many years of allowing that poison to just build in your body without detoxifying it and balancing it with the Word of God, balancing it or all out balancing it with the worship or the presence of God, what happens to us? Matingala ka, ang dalagan sang kabuhi mo. Christian ka, yes. Gasimba ka, yes. Pero matingala ka, do ka weeks ng akong kawilingo na. Do wala ko persa sa akong kabuhi. Do wala ko joy. Do wala ko peace. It's not because you're not powerful. It's not because you don't have God. You are just so full of junk. Our lives are covered by so much junk. That's why every day of your life, the Bible says, let the Word of God marinate you. Meditate on it day and night. And then thou shalt find your way prosperous. Now listen, stop blaming God if things are not working for you. Ask yourself, what dominates what I do? How much do I worship? Do I love the presence of God? How do I do this? You don't want to conform? Make sure that everything you do is pounded. And say, hey, if I'm going to worship the world, I'm going to worship God more. If I'm going to watch Netflix, I'm going to listen to Pastor Ryan on Sunday more. And I'm going to put it on repeat. I'm going to go to Spotify. I'm going to go to YouTube and hear the press. Church, let me ask you right now, how far are you willing to go to not conform and stand firm on the ground and say, God, you are the great one. I worship you.